Welcome all my wicked witches and warlocks to the ATT Spooktober Spectacular. I do hope you're prepared to have a spell of a good time. While Pennsylvania may rate lower on the spookometer than other more infamous vanias, it possesses a certain chilling charm all its own. Since the earliest days of the Keystone State, settlers have dabbled all across the spectrum of magic spells. Old world beliefs and Christian mythos swirl together inside a bubbling cauldron to conjure up a regional flavor of folk magic. Concern over curses and ritual remedies had a place in the Pennsylvania Dutch communities for centuries. If fate took an unexpected or unfortunate turn, it was always considered a possibility that a curse was the cause. This was certainly the case in 1928 when three men were dead set on freeing themselves from the influence of a suspected sorcerer. This case vial joined the furious as they huff a little hocus pocus and crack a few cantrips while conjuring up the tale of the Hex House Murder. <laughs> Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 255. 255. The Hex House. The Hex Murders. The Hexamania. <laughs> the Witch of Hex, Hex Lords. <laughs> yeah. The Hex Girls. Uh, yeah. Go you. We're going to Hexaco. That's what I thought. I, I watched that movie. That's what we're talking about. You right? boys like Hexaco? The Hex Girls. There we go. So we're talking about right their career. Yeah, Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost. That's it's a fucking yeah. good. One. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. We got the band back Woo! together. Right. Left these left these fuckers for two weeks, and you get all the classics. <laughs> it felt like four years. Uh-huh. You get the you get the updated Ducktales. You get Braden uh-huh. with fucking ice cubes in his mouth. <laughs> yep. You get uh, Dan at Fuck crazy guys audio quality chips. Hey. Oh, dude, it was bad. Just, just the bottom of the bag, bag of lays, and just gurgles. <laughs> just ice, just ice like, cubes banging around. You know what? You gotta bing, let bing. you gotta let the boys run wild. You know, let get it out of the system. Yeah, I let them. Uh, how was Transylvania? I was there for the tournament of champions. <laughs> where the Earth's supernatural <laughs> is, battle is for supremacy. Like times? Yes, it's exactly like medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where you fought your old man, right? 
That was the main event. Yeah. And I will get no, I will get no inheritance because he bested me once again. Oh, yeah. we got the wrong yeah. email in. Is it like another and hundred in this years? Quarter. It's like every hundred years. <laughs> there's a battle tournament of champions. That must feel like a week for you though. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not long. The it's, prodigal son. It's humiliating. Zell. It's humiliating. Huzzah! Humiliating every time you lose though. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, it was good. It was a fun trip. What's the, give us a quick highlight. What was the best part? Best part off the top of my head. Well, besides, the baby was sleeping? Yeah, when she went to sleep. <laughs> yeah. No, she was actually a, a fucking champion. She slept pretty much every night, all night. Um, driving with a baby baby is hard. Obviously, everyone knows that. We got, we got lucky, and it wasn't too hard. But mm. as the three of us, I mean, you can only do so much with baby as far as touristy stuff. You get about three hours before nap time. So I took, I went to... Uh, What's this place called? I got ripped for this podcast. Lisbon, you take a train to... Someone help me. Well, do you want us to help you? <laughs> <What's> the... <laughs> it's got all these castles. Yeah. That's Portugal. It's all of Spain and Portugal. It's all of the Iberian Peninsula, really. It's just a lot of castles and cathedrals. <laughs> Anyways, I went to see what's called... It's like a Masonic Gothic recon Reconstruction. Some guy. Is that the one the video you sent us? Yeah, and it's just like it's yeah, this yeah. castle up on a hill, and it's like it looks like it looks should be like four thousand years old, but it's only a handful of hundreds of years. And they had like this initiation well, which has a lot of internet lore, very little written lore, but it has like nine circles. It's like a nine a nine flight staircase. And then the whole way down, there's these little, I don't know, looks like a sarcophagus or something. Something where you'd slide a coffin into. That, is that where like the nine circles of hell comes from? That's that's where the that, internet, the lore comes from. I think that the just the spiraling into the underworld is kind of like badass. But it's super, it leads to like this cave underneath. And there's all these, all these little like breakoff points on the cave and they're all... Got iron gates over them. Super creepy. Plus well, to keep everything mm. inside. What's behind those gates? To keep Interesting. drunk tourists out. <laughs> <laughs> but that was sweet. Um, I tried surfing again. Thought I'd pay for a lesson this time. <clears throat> Turns out the day I chose, I showed up and the guy asked me like 50 questions about my board capabilities. Nice. And then he goes, oh, Do you lie like we did last of time? Of course. Yeah, I'm a, professional, I'm a professional snowboarder. I've surfed every day of my life. I've surfed so many times. He's like, all right, we'll go out because it's really hard waves today. <laughs> Got to make sure Monet, you can swim. And chief. <laughs> the waves are just so, they came in so fast and they rose and crashed so quick. If you weren't a good surfer, you got rocked, which exactly what happened to me repeatedly for an hour and a half. Nice. That's fun. That was a great yeah, trip. Great time. Great trip. Great fam family trip all around. Well, you're luckily you're just in time to uh, come back and join us for some spooktober. Best time of the year. Um, if you, yeah, if you've been listening to us, this is where we dedicate the month of October to all spooky, supernatural, and ghost as is tradition uh, stuff. 
And the town was called Sintra. There you go. It's called Sintra. Sintra. (laughs) Came back to me. And just before we get to the meat of the case file, people have been asking us for years to do something with the Brohio podcast. Well, this is step one with more to come. Here's a little message from the Brohio podcast. Oh my gosh, Rob, do you see that? We've waited our entire lives for this. He's so beautiful. How many people can actually say they've seen a Bigfoot in person? I know, I know, I know. Look at how the full moon just glistens off of his majestic fur. He kind of stinks. Like 50 wet dogs. Wait, wait, wait. He's arching his back. I I think he's about to howl. We are the Brohio Podcast, and we are on a never-ending quest to explore all of the unknown. True crime, paranormal, demons, hauntings, aliens, UFOs, urban legends, and all of the occult. We are your one-stop shop anytime you want to take a walk on the dark side. You can find the Brohio Podcast anywhere you download your favorite podcast. We have new episodes every week. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Brohio Podcast. Tonight's case file is very fitting with uh, if you've been following us for the, you know, so far this month. I think we've been to the most haunted uh, house in the world. Right. Uh, we've been to uh, the most haunted. Castle? What else? So, castle. Most haunted castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, then what? I know we did something else that was the most haunted the, house. <laughs> we did another most haunted house. You did the most. House, you did the yes. most haunted Ducktales episode. No, yeah, one was the most haunted house in the world, and one was I think it was the like regionally it was the most haunted, <laughs> the haunted most haunted and, house in California. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but now we're and now, now this one now, today. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> Whoa, you know. There's, you know, you could go two ways with this. It's either the most hexed house in the world or the most haunted house in Pennsylvania. So a twofer high on the hexing. <laughs> listen, that's big though, boys. Cause that's, it's, it's an hexing. Hey, listen, it's a vania. It is. Yeah. Those are fucking spooky places. Yeah, Everybody yeah, knows if it ends in vania, it's a fucking spooky ass yeah. place. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Common yeah, knowledge. It that adds up, uh, and today we're we're talking about the hex house of Pennsylvania. Um, you know, again, a lot of hexes happen. I kind of had a of all the names. That's the one you're going with. Well, what's the better name than the hex house? I like. Oh, I loved Hexamania. Hexamania was Hexamania. good. The haunting of Hex yeah. Hollow was great. Yeah, the you witch of like Hex Hollow. Hexico? I like that one. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, we can call it whatever we want. But this is, <laughs> I, anyone else have to brush on a, what the fuck hexing was? I was like, I, I, I wasn't really sure. I was like, it's like, is this just? I know I exactly like, oh, just, what it is because I see yeah, it every time I fucking look in the mirror. I've been hexed. Yeah. I had to have been yeah, hexed. Me, me too. Everyone, that makes fucking sense. Bullshit. Everyone on, our, on this goddamn been show's been hexed. Anything something? Yeah. Any anytime something bad happens to you, you've been hexed. <clears throat> hey, does hey? Here's a question. Does Brent Hand of Hysteria 51 have hair? I don't know. Does he have Because if he does, if he does, I'm going to say- He hexed us. The bold claim here. He hexed us. (laughs) (laughs) We've been hexed. 
Well, but maybe he hex has to look like him. I can't remember if he has hair. I think he does have hair. Pretty sure he does. He has hair. I'm pretty sure he's got a nice full head of hair. He does have hair. That bastard. (laughs) It's his fault. Yeah. Coming for you, Brent. (laughs) We're coming for a lock of your hair, bud. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be coming. Bury that shit. We we got to break into his house. We got to find his books of books of of spells, his grimoire. Break this curse. (laughs) Much like what happened at the Hex house. Let's get into this fucking case fall rate. Jesus. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, if you're cool. if you're brushing if you're brushing up on hex magic, um, you probably hit that that tradition goes all the way back to Germany, right? So, uh, and and as it goes back to Germany, uh, Pennsylvania, it's like everything fucking weird, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the Germans, y'all. Yeah. Um, and if you're familiar with the the original colonization of Pennsylvania, you'll be familiar with the Pennsylvania Dutch, which are actually German immigrants who went to came to Dwight. settle there. Now there, there are, there are different, uh, denominations of Pennsylvania Dutch. Like you do have the, the, you have the regular Dutch, but you have the plain Dutch, which are the Amish. Like there's the Amish, the Mennonites, those ones and whatever. Um, and then you have the other side, which are kind of like the, the, the ones that brought over a lot of the, the bl- bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they brought over a lot of their common traditions and, uh, as they would, the, the folk magic and practices that they had, uh, from, uh, from Germany. And they brought those over to the United States when they, Emigrated. But it's so, it's Belschnickel and Struhlpeter. Who is it? <laughs> Remember Struhlpeter? <laughs> no. I'm not even going to talk about that because it'll get canceled. That was, that was okay to talk about in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, so if, if you practice this type of folk magic uh, that uh, was prevalent along the the, the uh, Pennsylvania Dutch communities, you were uh, one of the uh, kind of, you were referred to as a, a Powwower. Um, some people kind of say powwow is like it has a, a Native American uh, association, but in this sense, um, this one has nothing to do with any of that, and it has a, just what they were referred to. And these powwowers were seen as people who were kind of magical, religious folk that that drew on healing power from God. So, I mean, in yeah. Dungeons and Dragons terms, they'd be like clerics, I, I suppose, or druids. It's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting mix, eh? Hey, of both. Because usually um, those they don't really go hand in hand. I'd imagine. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, unique kind of mix, and it was very uh, it's a very regional flavor there. Um, one of those kinds of things. Um, uh, when I think about it, uh, like Pennsylvania Dutch and those things, I think of always like the the Solomon Kane, uh, like uh, novellas and stuff from like the from Robert E. Howard who wrote uh, the Conan books, like fucking fighting the the forces of evil with the power of God and and all of this protection spells and all this uh, kind of neat stuff. But yeah, you could go to a powwow uh, back then, you know, or like 1600s, like early, you know, early colony days, and they would provide you cures and uh, <laughs> reliefs from illnesses or- So it's kind of like a warlock. Yeah. I, but, but like a doctor. So like a warlockter. <laughs> yes. Uh, which doctor? Dr. Warlock. Yeah. Which doctor? Yeah. Do, do you want to know warlock. some of the amazing uh, spells you can cast <laughs> with this? Here's one. A precaution against injuries. All you have to do is carry the right eye of a wolf fastened inside your right sleeve and you will remain free from all injuries. That's it. Oh, Makes sense. That's it. That's it's science. Easy. I got, there's like, it's funny though, because you actually have to get that fucking eye out of the wolf, which I'd imagine yeah. would inflict 
some injuries. Probably. If you, if you, well, if you're badass enough to get the eye of a wolf, I'm sure you'll be protected from any type of. I can't even get a fucking ball away from my dog. Are you gonna get an eye away from a wolf? Like, come on. Uh, you, I, I, I want to hear another one. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So please. back in the day, uh, whooping cough was a very yep. severe. I love how Zell's giving us firsthand knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you. This is how I was cured of whooping cough in 1814. COVID could have been cured so much easier. No vaccines needed. All you needed was this book. They fucked up. Yeah. Because for whooping cough, very severe respiratory disease, right? What, what's that? It's whooping cough or what's the actual? Like, pertussis. pertussis. It's called pertussis. All you have to do is thrust a child who has the whooping cough three times through a blackberry bush without speaking or saying anything. The bush, however, <laughs> must be grown fast at the two sense. ends and the child must be thrust through three times in the same manner. That is to say from the same side, it was thrust through in the first place. Dude, Should I will tell you firsthand knowledge. Board. Yeah, no problem. If, if no one here knows, has seen a blackberry bush, it's basically nature's razor wire. It's insane. <laughs> that shit... And it grows so fast and so thick. It. I have so much blackberry bushes in my backyard. It's the bane of my existence. You touch it, you're sliced up. And like, like honestly, like razor blade slices, like so fine. So I, you're just gonna thrust the child. In. Yeah, this will help your cough. It's like it's like a scene from like Hellraiser. You like touch the blackberry bush, just like your skin gets like flayed off your entire arm. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, honestly, you cannot grab these things. Hey, listen, anywhere. you can't cough when you're dead. So it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You're not coughing anymore. Yeah. You scream it all out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Everything that's uh, phlegm and build up, you <laughs> as you're getting thrust through and three thrusts, you've cleared your whole lungs. It's good. Um, so yes, so while you could use your powwow uh magic and uh to to solve problems. It wasn't, it wasn't just for like diseases and things and like common ailments. So you could also use it for, like we said, protection from evil. Um, yeah, also you could bald, get, podcasters go bald. Like, right. And make other yeah. podcasts. <laughs> yes. You could use it for malevolent purposes. So you also had practitioners of black magic. Cause there was like a, there was like two sides of the coin, the way better um, kind, way had, better version. <laughs> and these ones drew their power uh, as legend goes they drew it from the devil or other ungodly <clears throat> sources uh so you had these were known as hex doctors right and these were uh, uh these were the powwowers who were knowledgeable in the ways of hexurai uh which was uh you would find a hexenrai who is also skilled at battling witches and removing uh, curses i thought it was pronounced right. hexaria I yeah, I, I tried to figure out what it is, but it's it's from German, so it's Hexedreich, yeah, <laughs> like okay. Reich, like you know, it's like Hexedreich, like the Third Reich. You would know, you would know, Dan. Like Reich. <laughs> Dan's Reich. <laughs> so, uh, so if you if you found a, a hex doctor who is uh, you know knowledgeable in the ways of Hexedreich, <sighs> that's the person that you would call to battle another witch who had put you on a hex. You know, so somebody we need to find a Hexedreich, uh, and we need to engage there skills for Brent Hand. So yeah. it's like semen. It just shows up everywhere. We can see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a lot of this knowledge in the, in the, the powwower, uh, folklore, folk magic was passed down usually orally. Like it's a, nothing was really written down until about the 1800s where you had like these, these homemade volumes that were eventually all kind of 
uh, compiled together and then published in volumes. Like they were put out like in, in books that people could kind of acquire and then they became, those became common usage. And then you would kind of supplement that knowledge uh, that was sort of, you know, you know, published by other powwowers. Right. So you'd have a bunch, like all kind of just these. This, um, is, this is why I support burning books because <laughs> knowledge like this shouldn't be in the hands of everyone. It's too powerful. Right? Why? Honestly, that doesn't sound so bad so far. Like we haven't even really, like most of this, the powwowing is health, like helping and healing. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's great. But we can't have that either. Well, so there are, so there are actually, when I was researching it, there are, there are two, okay, well, okay, let's talk about this one first. So um, one of the most famous, uh, one of the famous, <laughs> the most famous and widely read of the books uh, was compiled by an actual <clears throat> practitioner powwower named George uh, John George Ho Hoeman uh, in 1819 and this one was titled The Long Lost Friend um, and this book became so popular uh, and so widely distributed that the book itself became like a type of talisman and the book uh, in the in the in the front like of the a engine, necklace well, <laughs> uh, more like, like, well, I guess you call it a grimoire or whatever. Like it's, yeah. it's just a talisman, something that if you actually, if you put just possessing it, um, uh, as per the inscription on some of the editions of the book, uh, read something like whoever carries this book with him is safe from all enemies, visible and invisible. And whoever has, has this book with him cannot die without the holy corpse of Jesus Christ, nor drown in any water, nor burn up in any fire, nor can any unjust sentence be passed upon him. So help me God. So it's the invincibility <laughs> book. Buddy, think about how many of those that guy sold, eh? Genius. <laughs> He's flying off the shelves. Come on down. You can't be burned. You can't be drowned. You can't. Just walk straight in the lake. I'm good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but if, <laughs> so there's actually like another and opposite of that book. Oh, your we brother might, died? Well, your brother, he to... drowned, did you say? Did he have his book on him? <laughs> no? Well, that's why he's dead. <laughs> well, and if they died, he'd be like, well, he obviously wasn't a believer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's obviously a knockoff book. You he obviously didn't love Jesus as a powwow. It's a forgery. Yeah. Did he read it? <laughs> uh, something we might have to, uh, talk about on another one but there's also like an opposite side of the that book the long lost friend is there's another uh volume of books called the sixth and seventh books of moses which were actually said to have been like the malevolent side like those are the the, the ultimate books of black magic uh said and, to date all the way and, back to like when uh moses and his brother aaron like set plagues on egypt like that's how far it goes back and just to, so everyone knows, if you want to be invincible, just like Zell, for twenty three ninety four on Amazon.ca, you can get yourself the long lost friend and live a long, fruitful life. We actually have an audio version too that Dan reads to you for fucking twenty five ninety nine. Right, so yeah. you pay a, a, a dollar. If you a download dollar it to more, your phone, audible.com. you will be immune from hangovers. Yeah. You'll be you'll be immune from food poisoning. Right. Any any small ailment or affliction, you shall be immune once you listen to the thirty-five part series narrated by Dan. Yeah. Any any ailment that can usually be uh, cured or remedied by the passage of time, uh, yeah. our our book will cure you. <laughs> Not a chance you get bit by a possum after you listen to Dan yeah. read. If you live in North America, it will one hundred percent protect you from tiger attacks. 
Yeah. The the chance of you being consumed by a great white shark <laughs> drops a hundred percent. If you live in one of the interior 48 states, like 47 right? states. What a deal for $25.99. You are immune to shark attack for your entire life. And if you order it today, we will grant that immunity to your children. It extends generation. It's just <laughs> right. From just right now. You got to <laughs> order it. That's we got. You got a 12 hour window to get immunity for your children. So now, uh, now hex magic again has been prevalent. So when you think about witches and witchcraft, like a lot of people immediately, the association, um, is the, you know, Salem witch trials, you know, 1600, late 1600s or whatever. Um, the, the story that we're going to talk about the hex house, this one actually occurred, um, far in, later, like in the 1920s. Like this is, this is how long, um, those cultural beliefs have held on. And I, I think some people, like I, I'm sure some people still practice the, a lot of the, the hexerai and the, uh, it has not uh, gone away. The power has not gone no away. There's always still. a couple kids in high school. That Fuck are doing yeah. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you knew listen, they were weird, but you're still kind of scared of them. You're like, oh. I, I know a couple of girls who are charging moon rock. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the story of the hex, specifically the, the hex house, uh, begins with a powwower who is named John Blymeyer who was born in 1895, and he was inducted into the ways of German folk magic at a young age. His family uh, were powwowers, and he was a powers at least three generations, probably longer if you lived in the area, which is uh, York County, Pennsylvania. Um, you know, going back generations, like the knowledge of the powwow goes back, you know, for, for decades, decades or centuries, right? Um and Blymeyer, from most accounts, like he was kind of a, a I guess you could kind of call him a prodigy, uh, like a, a powwow prodigy, I suppose. Well, it, yeah. It's a strong bloodline, right? Because his great grandfather was the seventh son of a seventh son. That's right. Um, oh, yeah. And we kind of forgot shit. to mention that powwowers, a lot seven. of powwowers, like the, the really, the ones that were considered most powerful or most effective were usually from a long bloodline. Like there were certain families that were considered. Uh, like their bloodlines were stronger in the the magic and the powwow. Oh. <laughs> so he was a, he was a part of of, of that. No family. mud bloods here, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> none of that shit. <laughs> um. So, so eventually he did come down and, and he became ill for a prolonged period of time. And so he started to believe that he was actually the victim of another practitioner uh, of folk magic that had placed a hex on him. Uh, we got to talk, like, talk about some of this guy's accomplishments real quick, though. Like this kid was a fucking prodigy, like Dan said. Like supposedly at seven years old, he cured his great grandfather of urinary retention. All right, like they had exhausted Just all objects. Gave him a shot in the bladder. Oh yeah, well, like, up. boom. Listen, you run at all options. You're like, this guy can't piss. Who do we turn to? The seven year old yeah. that pisses his bed. This guy knows all about pissing. <laughs> you know, like this is gonna teach how to do it. But he's an expert. But no, like, like one of the coolest things I was reading though was supposedly. So when he, even as a kid, because school wasn't for him, he was sickly, and he, they were focused on powwowing instead of like the normal education. Yeah. He powwowing what we did learn too. It's kind of like a trade exchange. You don't normally <laughs> yeah. get paid for your, you know, but they'll help you out in other ways, whatever. So it's not the most lucrative of uh, yeah. talents, I guess. Right. It's like a hobby. <laughs> yeah, a hobby. There you go. Um, so he worked at this like cigar factory that we'll talk about again later, but he's worked at it as a young kid. 
and he was leaving work one day and he's with a couple of friends. And as they walked out, they got kind of cornered by this like giant rabid dog, like foaming at the mouth, like straight up rabies. And everybody's like, holy fuck, like, what do we do? There's no, there was no real exit. They're kind of in an alley. They're getting backed up. And uh, fucking Johnny boy, Blymeyer goes full Ace Ventura and just walks right up to this, to the dag and gives him a little rub between his eyes and whispers an incantation. And then within minutes, the dog starts like, stop snarling. The foam gets out of its mouth and it starts wagging his tail and follows them all the way home. You want to know what the spell is? You walk towards the dog and you say, dog, hold thy nose to the ground. God has made me and thee, hound. And you must make three crosses with your hands and you can control a, a mad dog. Makes sense. Fuck. If you, if you, if you hold this, but like, if you hold this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have the book. Gotta have the book. This kid's yeah. like, he, yeah, yeah, Dick's Wiccan in yeah, the Yeah, he had the community. book. He, he pulled it out. He rolled it up into a fucking club. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, no, the book's actually, not the, I think it's only like a hundred and some pages. It's actually pretty good. You could put it in your back pocket probably. It's like, short. You, you oh, could yeah, get it in notepad size. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, this kid. This so the kid, like he's he's got the fucking gift, right? He's got the touch. He's got a mm-hmm. midichlorian count of twenty thousand. You got the power. Yep. Stan Bush wrote a whole song about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So yeah, but yes, he. Um, yeah, like Andrew mentioned, like he was a sickly child. Um, he has been yeah. around powwow magic his entire life. Like even when he was a kid, he was treated by a powwower when he um, by he a fell neighbor Ill by a neighbor, and also and we'll talk about family member. We'll talk about. Um, yeah. And so uh, uh, when he fell under what he believed was uh, the power of another hex, um, he found himself unable to eat or sleep, or even his powwow magic kind of left him so he was unable to, like to perform yeah yeah he disrupted like concentrate his. on it right um and so as the story goes uh, apparently one night while he was laying in bed uh trying to sleep the answer came to him as to why uh, uh these things were happening these ailments had befallen him and just as the clock struck midnight an owl outside his window hooted seven times and that, oh, shit. and the idea came to Blymeyer that he actually been hexed by the spirit of his great grandfather Jacob, who had been a powwower, and you know, in the line of long powwowers, who had been a seventh son of a seventh son of a seventh son, and a seventh of son, of seventh a seventh son, son. Yeah. trained oh, yeah. by Jeff Bridges in his I don't give boys. a fuck role. That's the equivalent <laughs> of being the boy who lived. Like that's your fucking. Yeah. That's big dick energy. You're gonna be powwowing everything. Uh, but but for this this revelation uh, had him decide that he would move away. Uh, that was the only way to put distance between him and his ancestral home, uh, it, which was located near the cemetery where his great grand- grandfather had been buried. And, you know, family burial plots and, and what have you. He was going to move away from there, and then that would uh, loosen the grip of the of the hex that had taken hold. So of the, him. Yeah, the hex. What are you going to do? Like he's dead. How are you gonna break yeah. the hex? Yeah, I was gonna say the hexes don't have a do they have a they have a distance? Like this hex is only good for 10 kilometers. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably. He's in the hex. Right, he's hex in the hex zone. zone. Everybody knows there's a hex zone. There's a hex zone. He's in the hex radius. What kind of piece of shit grandpa puts a pow wow onto his uh like grandson? Is this post dead one. pow? Right? <laughs> he's dead like, too. He's dead? he's dead and he's hexing? Yeah, he yeah. has to be. Because he's dead right? when he got hexed. 
Everything right, was so, going great. So maybe he had good. some He's unfinished hexed. business, and he well, I, hexed I, I think the it was grandson just, to get him. Get it was his probably attention. a product of him, just a byproduct of him being the grandson of a seventh son of who is a seventh son of a seventh son. Well, he, no, seventh the seventh, the, the grandpa, he's the seven of the seven. Like, listen, right. he's the guy. And then all of a sudden my fucking grandson's out here helping dags and curing people's fucking well, piss fuck problems. Him, right? I, no, listen, I'm the guy. You're not going to come hey, over here. So he hexes him. Do you he's guys bitter. think all this NWO stuff with, uh, you know, um, not allow you know forced uh, population control and you know making uh, the economy hard so you can't have as many kids as to prevent people from giving birth to any more chosen ones. Oh, trying to limit the what, chosen ones. What you're saying, right? Like li- they're trying to limit the amount of chosen ones out there. They're trying to get rid of the <laughs> force sensitive. Children. But why don't they just have a hex? Uh, why don't they have a powwow or on on staff just to hex everybody? Right, because I'll, I'll tell you right now, this might surprise you guys, but I don't know one seventh son from a seventh son. <laughs> Seven. You guys know any? I don't even know. A third son. That's rare for me. Right? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, right? Maybe our, they our maybe current, they have been hexed out of existence. Our current economic systems have uh, prevented the devel- the evolution of our economic systems have uh, affected the birth rates. Therefore, uh, you know, <laughs> limiting a lack the, of chosen the birth ones. of chosen ones. So you're yeah. saying inflation yeah. is just made up fucking to to stop right. capitalism in sons. itself is is just a entire strategy by just, design. That's exactly what not, I'm saying. Not to Holy keep shit. not to keep the working man down, but to actually <laughs> not to the, exploit the plur- proletariat, but no. to prevent the birth of chosen ones. So yes. are okay. we sp- are yes. we are we just going to ignore like the thousands of sons before the first seven sons? Yeah, that works. Okay. After. Everyone knows. <laughs> listen, no one gives a shit if you're a first through one through six. All right. No. Get on with your life. Go to work. All right. And die. I'll tell you right now. I'm I'm the first son. I'm a bitch ass. But uh, yeah, I'm, right. I'm saying, I know. When does the sun? When does the sons restart? Because if you go, or is it, like we got to have sons of sons of sons of sons I'm, for a dawn of time. Seven son. But do you think you're bad? Look at me. I'm a first son of a second son. Right. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Seventh son. My brother son. is a second son of a second son. Mm. I, just wanna, right. I don't know. As soon as you said, I just wanted to spit. Yeah. I right? to spit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scumbag. Right. So back to back to Blymeyer. Uh Blymeyer moved away. And this is when he uh this is when he was working at the <laughs> I believe he got a job at that cigar factory that we mentioned before where the uh the incident with the rabbit dog uh, occurred. Is he still a child at the cigar factory? He's pretty young. He's pretty young. Yeah. He's, uh, he's pretty young. He started yeah. in early teens, maybe twenties. Yeah, because the incident we talked <laughs> oh, yeah, about okay. later, he's only thirty. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, he's young. Uh, he he. And so when he moved away, you know, getting away from what he felt was uh, getting rid of the getting away from the hex rate, getting away from yeah. the hex. Um, yeah. He's he met a young woman by the name of Lily, which he married, and they had two children, which both died in infancy. Um, that's the hex. That's a hex. So yeah. again. Yes. Right? No the, more chosen ones. I'm telling you. <laughs> so Blymeyer, uh, after after these uh, unfortunate events, the, the death of his two children uh, during infancy, um, he felt that he had, you know, the, the hex had returned, um, <gasps> and he was couldn't figure out where the hex was coming from. Either the hex had returned, or it maybe had, had followed him at this point. And so he actually. Well, that's turned- what's confusing to me, right? Because I I read in that too. Because he's like, I assumed it was the same hex all along, but. He obviously thinks it's a new hex, right? Well, I, I think he, he didn't be, know at that point 
Um, he well, he wasn't sure. So it's like it's either the old hex coming back or it's a new hex of somebody who had probably you know because he was still practicing powwowing at this time, as we proved by the uh, uh, by the the dog incident and probably other incidents that weren't reported. Just whatever. But you know, as a practicing powwower, he he could have been targeted. It, I think he believed that he could have been targeted by someone who is jealous of his abilities. So he wasn't sure of of the origin of this hex. Um, so he had to turn to other powers. He had to turn to, you know, his colleagues in the field, I suppose, uh, Dude, to, to help Zell, him. when we were kids, used to do all sorts of hexing. I hex the shit of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when we, like a whole, between like the ages of nine and 15, anytime I'd go over there, Zell was such a good host, he'd turn water into juice, water into iced tea. And I was good at it. <laughs> really good. So, so good, yeah. so good the, that the bottom twenty percent for, for iced tea. <laughs> the bottom twenty percent of a jug would, would be pure sugar, and that's how good it was. Painted yeah, like yeah. you paint your fingernails black, listen to your tray you just doing like hexes and shit. <laughs> Making Kool-Aid. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not wrong. Uh, so uh <laughs> So Blymeyer went and, and reached out to other powers, you know, in the area. And one of these was named uh, a man named uh, Andrew Lenhart. And so Andrew Lenhart, uh, you know, in conversations with Listen, Blymeyer. This guy, this guy is supposedly huge badass, by the way. Like this guy, apparently if he put a hex on you, your only way to reverse this hex is by conjuring the devil to get it off of you. That's what I'm talking about. Like this about. guy was infamous for being a Legit. fucking scary ass dude. <laughs> Like police yeah, yeah. didn't even fuck with him. Yeah. yeah. Four out of five stars on Hex Yelp. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Lenhart actually convinced, uh, convinced Blymeyer that this Hex had been put upon him by someone that he knew well. So this kind of... Uh, well, I mean, that makes sense though. That like in logical, like, you know, they say if you're going to be murdered, you're probably going to be murdered by someone you know. It would only make sense that if you're going to be hexed, you're going to be hexed by someone you know. Because who, what kind of psychopath out there is hexing strangers? I mean, like, you, should, you yeah. have to be a real, be surprised, a real special breed just to be like, you know, who's that guy? Hexed. Right, like <laughs> you're doing this out of, I think you're doing this out of jealousy or yeah, something. I fucking like, hate some, that dude's head. Or, God, I fucking hate yeah, that guy. <laughs> hexed, right, I, this is like brewing. Like you have some issues with this person, and you're like, you know, sure. fuck, I'm gonna, I'm fucking hexing this motherfucker. It's <laughs> premeditated um, hexing is what you're saying. There's different degrees, right? Yeah. So this is, I, this, you know, so Lenhart was, you know, in conversations. They met a couple times, I believe, and then they. uh this this kind of pushed this pushed Blymeyer into a kind of like a, a paranoid area, like a very paranoid state of mind. And he started kind of like suspecting everyone. He started becoming suspect of everyone, even including his wife, Lily, right? Because at this time, uh, Lily uh, is reported to have become very worried since it was actually known that Lenhart, Andrew Lenhart, the power that Blymeyer had met with, had other clients. And one of his other clients had actually, had been a, a woman who had murdered her husband after receiving the same kind of information that Blymeyer had oh, received that, shit. that Lenhart told her that somebody was hexing her that was close to her and she suspected her husband and then ended up shooting her husband in the chest like while he was sleeping. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Okay. Fucking, uh, you got hexed. <laughs> that was the final words. Uh, I, and, and it got it got to such a point that Lily actually had 
uh, Blymeyer uh, committed to the Harrisburg State Hospital in Pennsylvania. Like he had him committed, uh, you know, under the under the pretense that he was, you know, he was danger. He was a danger to himself and probably yeah. to others. Um, and then while he was there, um, uh, under I the think, Mental Hex Act, right? And, and then while he was there. Uh, you know, it, Lily actually consulted with lawyers and then ha- obtained a judge's order to have, uh, like to, to, well, she divorced him, like while he was there in the Harrisburg State Hospital. And the doctors there, you know, it, when they, you know, diagnosed him or they, you know, they, they talked to him and, and as they came to their conclusion, they said that he was pretty much obsessed with hexes and magic. But being that, you know, they, they, assuming that hexes and magic were not these, these were fantasies like these were something that he just become strongly obsessed with and that were affecting his life in a, in a seriously negative way now well, did you blame the, the guy like he's he's been indoctrinated in this since he was a fucking child yeah and right? like well, you and, like it's like any other religion this is a religion to him especially when he was a small child and they're being yeah. like you are the chosen one <laughs> buddy you're the fucking guy right like and so obviously he's gonna be like that like that's we don't yeah, do that to the like, I fucking got a Christian friends and I'm like, we got And part of me like, wondered if that was part of that, some hex that was on him. Was this like crippling anxiety? Like maybe he, it was giving him thoughts of that everyone was out to get him, right? Like, cause he wouldn't know who did this to him, right? So he's trying to figure that out. So it's all of a sudden yeah. it's everyone, right? He's on like, a hex Absolutely. Hunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like he, it's just driving His hexual mad. health is just out of whack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. God damn it. That's good. Uh, you need some hexual heat. Oh, hexual. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> All right. On that note, though, before we get a little any farther, beer's empty. You got to take a quick break. We'll yep. be right back. Now, Blymeyer, in his stay at the Harrisburg State Hospital, um, again, we said that his his doctors had pretty much diagnosed him with an obsession with hexes and magic. So, you know, something that's, uh, you know, it's just, he's been inculcated. Yeah, he's, a, he's got a hex addiction. <laughs> right, he's got a hex addiction. He's a hex addict. So it's not, and it wasn't necessarily like he was a danger. So it wasn't like they had him under heavy guard or anything, or, you know, locked him away and somewhere in a straitjacket or anything. Because 48 days later, uh, after he was committed, he simply just walked out, what? out of the door. They said he you just he vanished. Cast a spell. You mean he didn't have to uproot like a fucking water fountain and throw it out a window? Nope. <laughs> just I don't even think they out. had water fountains back then. I mean, they did. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Right. That's a good reference. I liked it. That's good. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he just like walked out and just vanished, right? Just took off that day. But um, well, uh, I'd imagine, like, think about it. They're probably, especially at this time too, because you're, you're fucking, you got both hands full of bottomizing everybody. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're busy. You guys are <laughs> just like, you up. can't. <laughs> yeah, like up. you're just like, you're probably so busy back then. You're like, well, I don't know. Because you're, yeah. you're committing everyone back then. Yeah, they did yeah. not make they did not make a very wholehearted effort to go ahead and recover Blymeyer or anything. So he wasn't really con- didn't seem he was really considered a danger to anybody because he actually just went back to work. He ended up turning up in uh, the town that he had left. He just went back to work at the cigar factory uh, where he had left uh, in ni- in the year of 1928. So while he was working at this cigar factory for the second time, uh, he met two other people uh because they shared he made these two other people who he believed were sharing the same kind of suffering uh as instantly no addiction is fixed instantly he's back he's back looking around he's like (laughs) ah 
this hexer, there's this, where's, basically where's he's like, there's a serial he's, hexer. He's in a here. fucking hex anonymous group here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, and he's, there's a serial hexer loose. Um, yeah. So he, he, he begins to, um, you know, he, he begins to like gravitate towards these two other personalities who he believes that are actually being hexed by the, perhaps somebody that the same person, you know, they were suffering misfortunes, um, the, the same as him, uh, that they were, you know, affecting their lives in such a way, in such a serious way that they, they something was, it's, they couldn't, they couldn't account for naturally. Uh, and both the, these guys were quite a bit younger, right? Like they're, both well, these guys were like in their, they, they were teenagers at well, the time. The first one is 14 year old John Curry, uh, who apparently at the time was trapped in uh, an abusive household, uh, situation. Um, the other one was Milton Hess and, uh, Milton Hess. I don't think he was in his teens because he had, he had children, um, oh, that's right. Yes, he would have his yeah. Well, right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Milton Hess and uh, and his wife Alice uh, had actually been uh, there accounting for the hexes. They had had a series of misfortunes that had had seen them from uh, being successful and prosperous until 1926, uh, and then they had a, a series of unfortunate events, which actually began on their farms. So things like, you know, their cattle were dying, cows weren't giving milk, crops were failing, all of that kind of stuff. And then uh, left them, you know, almost destitute at this point. Um, so uh, Blymeyer sought out another well-known power in the it's region. funny, like, can you think about that though? Like these guys are at work. Like this is, this is like modern day fucking Facebook groups. <laughs> these guys are just in a fucking echo chamber being like, my life fucking sucks. Mine does too. Weird. I'm hexed. Maybe you guys are hexed too. I gotta be hexed. Gotta it only be makes hexed. fucking sense. Why would my life be this fucking terrible? Because life's supposed to be good. God would never do this not. to me. God would never do this to me. Never. Jesus loves us. We gotta yeah. be hexed. And so they're just pumping each <laughs> other up, being like, we're fucked. Do you fucked. pray every night? I do pray every night too. I pray twice a day. <laughs> How can this be happening? <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, so Blymeyer, uh, you know, on these things, he would see, he would seek out the, the knowledge of another regional powwower uh, named Nellie Knoll, who is also uh, known, a.k.a. the River Witch of Marietta. Great <laughs> She's name. also an accomplished powwower. Um, now, when she, uh, you know, consulted with Blymeyer, uh, she identified the source of Blymeyer's hex. And he, she identified him as a member of the Rymeyer family who were actually like a distant branch of uh Bly Myers. Bly Myers, the Rye Myers. So there's the Bly Myers and the Rye the, the Ray Myers yeah. family. Arch nemesis. Uh, well I think we're an arch nemesis. <laughs> Not necessarily though, because like we remember when we talked about earlier the fact that that John was a sickly child? Right. Yeah. Well his parents or his, his so his dad and his grandfather both tried to treat him with their fucking powwow voodoo hoodoo unsuccessful. So mm. they went over to their distant cousin's house. This is what Rymeyer, what's his first name? Uh, they brought is Rymeyer. Uh, Nelson, Nelson, Nelson Rymeyer. Yeah. They went over to Nelson Rymeyer because they knew he was powerful. Wasn't quite a seven son of a seven son, but he was fucking Might powerful. have been a sixth. And he treated John Blymeyer and cured him as a child. Yes. That's a good connection. So he, there. he was known. So, so why the fuck would he hex him, boys? <laughs> that, so here? yeah, but the thing is, is like she she proved this to 
Blymeyer. She kind of beyond a doubt and and Do you know how? Mine. Do you know how? Well, go ahead, tell us. <laughs> she told Blymeyer to place a one dollar bill in his hand, and then she did some kind of fucking Wingardium Leviosa shit around mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Did a little incantation. Sure. Removed the one dollar bill, and in his hand was an image of Nelson Rymeyer. Oh yes. shit. Come on, well, that's, bad that's the River Witch of fucking Marietta boys. Right. And Nelly undeniable to evidence. Him, uh Nelson Rymeyer as the witch of Rymeyer's Hallow. And you know what's interesting too is it goes back to uh Andrew, what was his name again? The other guy, the other Andrew Lenman. Andrew Lenman, because he said he said it was someone close to you. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, he, right. yeah, he pointed the finger so that like he just didn't realize that close. Well, yeah, well, I, yeah, like he didn't specify, right? He didn't do the dollar trick, but he's like, this is somebody that's close to you. I know <laughs> this. And then, you know, the River Witch of Marietta narrowed it down with a dollar bill. It's your fucking... Or Lenhardt. Your cousin's Lenhardt. cousin's cousin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so uh, with this this confirmation that, that Reimeyer was the one who had hexed him... Uh, and, and then that actually she confirmed that not only was Rymeyer, uh responsible for the hex that was affecting Blymeyer, but also responsible for the curses that were affecting John Curry and Milton and Alan, Alice Hess. Multiple <laughs> curses. So, here's my question, though, is I want to know, were both those boys with her when he went and saw Nellie Noel? Because I don't fucking think so. I think he went and saw Nellie Noel, found out that it was this Brymeyer guy that's cursed him, and he didn't want to deal with this shit alone. So he's like, listen, boys. He's <laughs> running up a pause. This guy that you guys have no idea who he is, and no yeah. reason, there's no reason why he'd hex you. I don't know what, it's weird. Get it. But he hexed you guys <laughs> he too. He must have hexed yeah. you. He must there's have. No other so you're going to have to help me deal with this. It's the only way we can, be, we, only way we can deal with well, it. Well, and, and, and when you're dealing with a powerful hectician, <laughs> right, it's, you're going to need some help. Hextation. Yeah, boy, you're going to have to do your hexercise. You're going to yeah. have to get ready. Limber up. <laughs> Right, and so they would have to, to prepare themselves because uh, Noel stated that what Q training <laughs> montage. Rising up, my time took my chances. <laughs> With the distance now, I'm back on my feet. It's the hex of the tiger, and so Noel offered up the the remedy for the hexes that were affecting uh, these three men. And she said that in order to, to, to care, to combat, well, no, no, she said, didn't have to say you had to kill him, but she said that the, the men would have to get Reimeyer's copy of the famed book that we said, the widely distributed, the long lost friend, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that famous well-known grimoire that most powwowers would, would have. And then also obtain a lock of his hair and then bury both six feet underground. And that would break the curse. That, um, that right there, that right there just goes to tell you the male pattern baldness is all hexes, right? Because everybody right? that's doing it has hair. Only way you can break it is because they have. You got to get a lock of their Those hair. Fuckers! If yeah. I hex you, you're fucked. You can't get a lock of my hair. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? well, I'm already hexed. I bet you every single powwower has hair. Uh, so originally, Blymeyer convinced Curry to go ahead and and go with him to Rymeyer's Hollow and try to obtain these items in order to break the hex. 
So on November 26th, they were actually driven by Hess's oldest son, Clayton, to the hollow. And, and it was, <laughs> wait, wait, was. you don't have your driver's license either? Nah, must be Hess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they actually had to stop and ask directions and they got direction from Rymeyer's former, for, former wife out was also named Alice. Uh, and she told him like, you, you know, imagine like they're all knocking, they knock on the door and they got their pitchforks and torches, but hidden behind their back. Been like, excuse me, miss. How many fucking houses are there back then? Isn't there like 16 houses? Like, couldn't they just fucking check the next one? <laughs> Uh, and, and so the, the, the men figured out, she told him that, yeah, he's, he's just a mile down the road, just down to this house. So the uh, both the men went to Rymeyer's door, um, and Blymeyer, you know, introduced himself and said, yeah, you know, you know, cordially and being like, you know, can we speak to you a couple minutes? You know, they, and so he invited them in, uh, and they talked well, about Well, he'd probably recognize them too, right? Right. So they, they kind of yeah. knew each other, um, uh, you know, he knew each other and they, you know, talked about family and, and, and these the guy, things. Yeah, he healed you. Uh, Don't you remember that? So, uh, in order to get these these items, again, you're not going to really find people who are going to be like, "Yeah, let me give you a lock of my hair." Uh, it, it's it's quoted- especially someone who knows about hexes. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, we, I, I think we doubt. need to add the fact too. Like when he knocked, he hadn't seen Reimer no. in a really long time, right? right? So when he knocked on that door, and like six foot three, two twenty five, sixty yeah. year old He's fucking Nelson Reimer came coming yeah, to the door. He's a monster. Like, yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, Blymeyer is definitely quoted. Like it is, it is factually quoted that he he said that that Rymeyer was much meaner, larger and meaner looking than Blymeyer remembered. Like when he got to the, when he came to the door, open that door. I just imagine like Lurch like opening up the door, like because yeah. what what are we here? We're in nineteen twenty or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So dude, so man. six three two two twenty or two forty in nineteen twenty is probably like equivalent that's to us playing on the D line, boys. That's equivalent yeah. to a guy thirty or forty percent bigger in today's standards because way better nutrition. So back he's then, if you got that he's big, a brick shit house. yeah, you got that big back then. Monster. He's a big dude. <laughs> he's a fucking yeah. big dude, man. <laughs> um. So, so they got to talking, and, and then after a while, they realized that it was a, it was a little bit late. And, and Rymeyer, being being a good host, offered to let both the the visitors sleep downstairs. Like being, you know, you guys are visitors. It's out here. It's late. You know, why don't you go ahead and sleep here overnight? They accepted the offer, and then, but while Rymeyer yeah. slept, they took this chance, that opportunity to look for his copy. Yeah, they're they're ransacking that, the house. Yeah, they're ransacking the house. I don't know how you don't wake up in the middle of the night, like hearing people like rummaging through your rummaging through your shit. But they fucking went through all through the house or where they were uh, sleeping, trying to find the book. And then, um, not only that, they apparently they debated whether to try and obtain a lock of his hair while he was sleeping. Um, but yeah, they, they argued. They're like, "Hey, fuck you, you do." <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching that guy. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down because they decided that yeah, no, Rymeyer was way too big for both of them to hold down while they tried to cut his hair. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's, you know, so they decided, you know, the, the, the best thing to do is to probably come back later. Uh, they should have cut it off when he slept if they really wanted to try. Well, that's what they said that that, that they argued over that. Like they they couldn't, if he woke up, like, what are you going to do? He was going to get, I mean, why wouldn't you like, I'm going to take my giant boulder fists and crush you. Like (laughs) (laughs) pulverize you. What if, what if he just came to the table and was like, listen, man, listen. I think yeah. Pretty sure you hexed me. me. All right. 
you're going to deny it, which is fine. I get it. It's cool. And if you deny it, why don't you just give me a lock your fucking hair? He's like, dust off your old me. fucking yeah. book. Any any good powwow or with their salt is. You don't like, need a lock of their hair to hex them. Hair. Any any person. You don't need a lock. Ma- you don't need a lock of the hair to hex them. I'm not. I wouldn't give no anybody. part of fucking hexing involves the hair at all, boys. You don't. They give can hex anybody. them anyways. You don't give anybody. There's no way no. as a practitioner, I know. there's no way I, if they didn't, if he said, no, I refuse to give you a lock of my hair. I would not. Uh, then I'd be like, fuck you. Let's go then, buddy. <laughs> and he'd be like, okay, let me just snap you in half. <laughs> Bro, he's yeah. 60 years old, man. This geriatric fuck. I don't care how big man strength. I'll punch that guy strength. in the dick so hard. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm already at the height yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Dunzo, man. Short, short crouch. Yeah, you'd, you'd, yeah. Cure, you'd cure his urinary blockage, no problem. <laughs> Absolutely, boys. <laughs> Say, okay, so they, like they can't get his lock of hair because they're too much of a pussy. They're too scared. No, too scared. They're too scared. So, well, they're they're like we're not sure we're going to be able to get it because we're not going to be able to hold him down. So, uh, you know, after that, Blymeyer returned to town, and then uh, he told Milton Hess, uh, whose whose son they had they had uh, you know they had asked to drive up there uh, to earlier. Um, he asked Milton Hess that they're going to need a member of his family, another member of his family, to help them subdue. Rymeyer. We like he told them that we're going to need another person to hold him down in order to get that lock of hair so yeah. we can lift this hex. And Hess and his wife were like, yeah, sure. Uh, take our 18 year old son, Wilbert, whatever it takes. Yeah. Uh, we got to break uh, this he's curse. also large and slow. <laughs> just like, I don't know how that conversation went down, but that is amazing to me to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take Wilbert. He's not doing yeah. anything. Like, he's a busy. strong boy. He's a strong boy. <laughs> yeah. well, I um, named the kid after a pick. All right. They obviously don't give a fuck about him. <laughs> no, Wilbert. Wilbur. Oh, that was Wilbur. <laughs> um, so the very next night on November, the night of November 27th, the, the three of them actually went to Rymeyer's house. Again, they had already had the directions. So Oddly they just enough, went back. I know this is American Thanksgiving, but today is Canadian Thanksgiving and this took place on American Thanksgiving. Oh. Yes. Uh, Thanksgiving yeah. Eve. Timeline, boys. On the Eve. Eve. All right. Um, so, uh, and so they had offered up the pretense that they had left something there at Reimer's house when they had spent the night. So they asked that they could be let in to, to look for it. Reimer's like, yeah, sure. No problem, dude. Come on in. Um, and, and they brought them this in. This is like at midnight, though. Yeah, it's pretty late. <laughs> it's late. Like, you don't think Reimer's important. what the fuck is going on he, with these he's guys? He's so big, he doesn't think anything's going to happen to him. He's also like, he's also Blymeyer's like family. And I guess, you know, something like it can't be like, okay, sure, whatever. Um, now, the reports and the writings about what followed vary, vary from yeah. report to report about what exactly happened. But what is certain is that there was a struggle in the kitchen. Slobber knocker. And <laughs> that Rymeyer was then, uh, you know, with these, the, the three of them struggling with Rymeyer, he was uh, subdued and then beaten to death. Um, I, I think it's generally accepted that, uh, that one of the assailants had, had, you know, they, they beat him, they, they, they knocked him to the ground and then one of them took a large, like a large piece of wood and ended up pretty much like caving in, uh, Reimeyer's skull. Right. Basically Curry, from what I understand. <laughs> he yeah. broke the hex. Breaking yeah. the orbital bone and the hex. But like, that makes sense to me. Apparently, so they tied this guy up and they were obviously beating him, took a lock of his hair. And then this kid, he's 14, 15 years old at the time, who's been like just abused 
throughout his entire childhood, treated like shit. Of course, he's going to have these violent tendencies. Right? And he's like, you're to blame for my fucking horrible life? Fuck you. I'm, uh, yeah, like I'm going to grab this log and smash this dude's head in. So uh, sad. Whether, yeah. whether the three of them or one of them had gone there with the intention of Reimeyer's death, like is still kind of like that's up for debate. Like whether they knew they were going to go there and kill him. That's that there well, nobody's the, really sure at that point. They they were going okay, they brought another person to pin him down. They I don't think they planned to kill him, but I think they planned for the struggle. And what I don't think they I don't think they thought he would put up the fight that he probably did. Sure. Oh, this six foot fucking four, 225 pound guy did put up way more of a fight than we I, thought. Like, what did you uh, think? Oh, I could, I could see it, it. When a dude's that big, whenever I see a guy that big and there's a problem, I'm like, I automatically assume that guy's going to choke slam me. Yeah. <laughs> Every oh, single yeah. dude that's over six foot knows how to choke slam people. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like once they pass that threshold, they automatically yeah, they just gain. know. They just know. It's just the natural They just talent. know. Yeah. It, it's over. It's, I know because it's happened just, to me at flashbacks. I've been choke slammed. It, it can <laughs> happen. So they, they probably went to the house. They thought, oh, the three of them, okay, you know, there's you know, multiple three three V one situation. We could definitely pin him down and at least get a lock of his hair and run away before he fucking gets us. They start they try and pin him down. It's not working. He's picking him up, he's tossing him around the kitchen, left and right. Choke he's choke slamming hexes. He's choking left him. and right. One guy gets on his yeah. one guy curling <laughs> fireballs. One guy gets on his back can, around his neck. He try he tries to lock in a choke. He tries to lock in a choke. He gets tossed. Boom. Everyone's getting tossed and they know. And now this guy's mad. Now he's a big guy and he's mad. You came into his right. house and you're trying to fuck him over. Now you're in trouble. Yeah. Now you're in a situation where you're probably, you may die. Like you, this and guy then, might kill and, you. And to be honest, his whole house is probably booby hex. <laughs> Has to be. Right? He like booby opens up a cupboard door. It's got like a summoning circle on it. He's like, boom. Yeah, boom. <laughs> hex. Right? So boom, all, all, all the, the one thing though, like I will say that that makes sense to me, Zell, but they tied him to a fucking chair. Well, because right. we, the right? vents of this situation, so I mean, the vents of this situation are not yeah, but you don't They're tie not, a dead guy to a chair. He was alive when they tied him to a well, chair. Well, maybe he wasn't. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't. Yeah, he was alive. But he got say say they hit him in the head once or twice, knocked him out, tied him to the chair. There's no there's no saying that he could have been hit again. The finishing blow. They, well, they hit him. Apparently, they hit him at like from what I understand, what I read in the newspaper article is when he was tied to the chair, the Curry kid hit him in the head with a log, and then blood started fucking. Yeah, but how do they years. really know exactly? Like, like probably just like fucking lost it. Maybe I don't know. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, so, I mean, they could have hit him um, first, tied him up, and then the finishing blows. Right. Yeah. yeah that's what I. They that's what I might have been asking him or something uh, about. Uh, could have been asking him about where the where yeah. the book was, but you know, uh, where's the hex? Well, yeah, that's also like you said, Dan. Like they they were asking him where the book was, and he did finally admit to having the book. Right. Right, like at the beginning, he's like, "I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about," and then finally, he's okay. Like, I got the book, I got the book, and then he was killed. So uh, later on, Blymeyer would go on to kind of like testify and talk about uh, with with uh, with Reimeyer's death. He said that he felt the hex lifted, and so that after after the hex lifted, you know, they didn't feel like he said they didn't need. The lock of hair and the grimoire, which they had originally come for, but yeah, it was some Reimar sort of fucking horcrux he had uh, tied to. His <laughs> well, body. no, because they apparently, if you buy when you get the lock of the hair, you bury it. 
And that's what yeah. breaks the curse. And they buried his dead body. So like during this trial, he had zero, Blymeyer had zero remorse. Uh, yeah. He's like, no, he's like, I'd do it again. I'm great. Everything well, in my life is perfect so that, now. The hex is gone. The curse. Like that, yeah. they didn't have to bury him. They just like. Apparently they, that's what, what I read is with the hair being buried counted for like that. That's if they would have got the hair, that's how you break the hex is by burying it. Right. Yeah. Six feet but down. they killed yeah. him. They killed him. So yes, in order to in order to cover up this up, what they thought is like, okay, he's already dead, but we don't want people finding out that we killed him because we did. Um, uh, what they did is they decided to take all of the money in the house, find the money in the house, any money that was laying about, take it out and make it seem like a robbery. And then they what they did so is they- make it look like a robbery. You just rob them. Yeah. And then did they you, were going hey, to- Hey, do you know how much they stole from him? That's a big brain move. Hey, do you know how much they sold from them? 48 cents. 98 cents. 98 cents. <laughs> so I'm talking, boys, they went underneath every single fucking seat cushion in that house. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, uh, if you're adjusting for uh, monetary inflation, that's like, I don't know, 10, yeah. 15 bucks maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was expecting way more than that. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't know, 15 so, times. Maybe, maybe. Oh, when, what year everywhere. is this? 1920. 1920. 28. 28. 28. 1928. 19, 1928 worth. <laughs> yeah. Um, $100 is equivalent to $1,700. So 17 fold. So 20. it's going to be, it's like 17, 18 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's exactly, it's 16, nine to seven. Right. They stole. <laughs> Boo. If I could really, really got away with one. So uh, they, you know, they probably figured out that that wasn't going to be enough to justify to be like the authorities if they if they figure this out and be like, well, that's not enough. So what they did was they actually they covered what is reported they covered the body with blankets and a mattress and then doused the pile in kerosene to set it on fire. And they, I think, they actually also kind of. Um, it's reported that they, they, they either like kind of staged or I think they had like put around like alcohol, like whiskey or something like to, to make it look like Reimeyer had perhaps like he had gotten drunk. He's, he lives alone, older, older person knocked yeah. over in uh, you know, a kerosene fueled, uh, a lamp at the time. And, and it, it torched the house. Yeah. Something relatively common, well, uh, common occurrence. And it torched the house, but did it torch no, the house? No, I, I read that they actually, and one of the, one of the reports was they piled mattresses on him for like a fire starter, lit it on fire, right, yeah. burned his body more or less, but nothing else. Like, nothing else burned, burned boys. That's part of so, it. He's a witch. But the the grimoire he's was still in the house, right? The grimoire <laughs> yeah, was still in the house. <laughs> they didn't take it. So he's like, you can't die by fire. The fire got put out, right? He yeah, was already, he's already dead, dead, though. He saved his house. Yeah. Just charbroiled his body right. right? Barbecue. so these fucking idiots are like oh fuck the house didn't burn right. like, well they didn't stay long back enough there they, now. they ran out the door shut the door and then didn't look back and they took off so the fire that they had set did not spread to the rest of the house it just pretty much left the the kitchen charred like it, it that was that was pretty much just as far as it got place. it didn't get to any, it didn't spread to any other parts of the house and then about two days later a neighbor of Rymeyer's discovered the that charred corpse uh, that of, of Rymeyer, and uh, you know, and so authorities came in to investigate. They talked to Alice, uh, just living down the road from from Rymeyer, and she told them that, yeah, I, I talked to Blymeyer and Curry, and they were looking for Rymeyer. So the police were like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> just go yeah. get those guys. Um, they picked them up, and uh, this was this was a huge media sensation. 
uh, around that time. Uh, it just the fact that you were able to put into the headlines uh, of newspapers across the country with headlines like York witchcraft murder, York hex slayers, powwow murders, just stuff like you could put witchcraft in the headlines that hadn't been seen. Like people hadn't been thinking about witchcraft since the fucking seventeen <laughs> hundreds. You know, yeah, and all of a sudden, like, there was one. In there. Hey, there was one person that wasn't willing to stand for any of that shit, and it was the judge. <laughs> he was he wasn't entertaining any witchcraft or hex bullshit at all. Right. He refused. He he said the motive for the crime was robbery. Right. Um, He's like, no, it has nothing to do with hex. Right. Fuck I, that shit. I, I I'm think not going to. Yeah. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one one of the things I think one of the theories is that they they perhaps they kind of rule or, you know, one, uh, one of the motives perhaps had been that Reimeyer, Reimeyer had employed these men before. Like Reimeyer had employed them to work on his farm and they knew Potato that, picking. Yeah, and they knew that he paid good and it was kind of uh, seen as a, a, like, you know, a probable motive that they had went there to rob him. Like they had went there to rob him to because they knew that, you know, older guy, you know, had money to, to hire out people. So they were going to go there and rob him. That's what they originally were there to do. It wasn't, didn't have anything to do with hexes. Mm. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're trying to frame it, I mean, that's really the only way you could really try and do it. So we're, at the end, the start end of the, the fire in the, the attic, entire, or a couple uh, different spots in the house, at least they'll make a better right. effort. <laughs> in order to, I think one of the things is that, so, People describe in some of the some of the articles they describe that the, the the fire had mysteriously gone out. Um, one of the theories is that perhaps like it, you know, yes, maybe he was a witch, maybe he wasn't, and then also maybe he wasn't fully dead. He maybe had put out the fire or managed to roll around, extinguish some of the fire before he died. You know, he's just too burnt to stay alive. Another theory I came across was that perhaps like when when the th- the trio left. They sealed their own fate because they hadn't, because they closed the door. Mm. They didn't leave any, there weren't any windows open. There weren't any of the doors open. Burned it out. So, so all the oxygen that would have been necessary, like you, you don't get a cross draft or anything. You wouldn't get any of yeah, that. But, so, you, but they used but to those, those houses were, those houses were built entirely out of wood back then. Mm. Right? Like th- that thing would have fucking went up. What Quick. I think is, I think, I think he hexed his he's house. He's a witch. Yeah, he's I a think witch. He, he had I protective he had hexes. Protective hexes on the house. You know, like. Well, f- that guy definitely had hex insurance. insurance. He had yeah, hex exactly. insurance. Right, for flood and fire. Yeah, big time. Uh, so at the end of the trial, Hess, uh, the youngest one, uh, ended up receiving 10 years in prison. Uh, Blymeyer uh, and, and Curry received life sentences. Um None of the three men, I believe, like served the full sentence. I think they got out. On- I thought, I thought Blymeyer did because he maintained the entire time. He's like, I fucking don't regret anything I did. Right. Like he didn't get out until he was in his fifties. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, they, they are both. I, I, they didn't full. He didn't like take a life sentence. I think they, they, they twenty something years probably. So think- in Canada, Canada life is twenty five years. Right. Right. Life, yeah. 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 So in my head, I was like, oh, he served life. Right. He must have I think they got entire- out like after twenty um at least, right? Um but the hex house, the hex house still survives. It's still there. Uh it's still standing. Buy a, a blind or uh uh 
fuck, Ryerson? What the fuck? Rymeyer? Ryerson? Rymeyer. Rymeyer descendant owns a place still. He does. He does. Yes. Uh, uh, Apparently you can go, uh, not sure if it's this year or uh, it has been years previous that they do have the uh, the historic Hex House Hayride Tour that you can go out um, and and go out and kind of take a, a ride around the historic area of, you know, York County, Pennsylvania. Uh, to, to kind of check it out, but it's there. And, you know, some people, some people who have gone and traveled to this area, it's been getting a little bit more attention in recent years, but uh, people have said that, you know, the, the woods do have a bit of a, a spooky feel to them, that the places around, around the house. Um, it, it, some people would say that it, it like Rymeyer wouldn't haunt the place. Like supposedly like he'd probably be more of a good ghost than anything. Cause he was more of a benevolent power. If anything, not but, after you're murdered yeah, and it, burned. <laughs> he's a, but he's again, angry. I still, the one go ahead. Zell. Well, that was it. As I said, he's angry. He's an angry spirit. He's been murdered. He's been burned. He probably is haunting this place. And that's why you can't actually, there's been some tours of the house, but for most people, it's either just the hayride around the property very few people actually get a tour. The, his descendant is like his one of his distant cousins or something has, right. has been trying to get it turned into a museum, but denied. Right? Why? It's kind of difficult. I would imagine it's kind of difficult to get it. Well, like, maybe it's not enough like, I, like actual history to be worthy of a museum, right? But some type of a, attraction. Like, there's I'm sure there's lesser houses that have been managed to turn a profit by charging haunted tours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you do go and take that, the hair ride, I wouldn't be expecting too much. Cause I think one of the common complaints is that it's not scary. <laughs> it's not supposed to be is what the, you know, the, the, I thought you saw that you see the ghost of Nelson. Yeah. 100% guarantee to see hundred percent guarantee. Myers ghost. No, <laughs> Myers ghost to see it for sure. Uh, I did boys. I believe it. Hundreds. After fucking, uh, Johnny boy got released from jail. Guy went on, became a janitor, lived a normal life. No other problems. He lived a happy life after that because he got rid of the hex. Terry. Right? Tim Curry? Is it Tim Curry? No, no not, not Tim Curry. Curry. <laughs> What's his name? What's the guy's name? John Curry? No. Uh, yeah. Fucking it all up. <laughs> yeah, Curry. John, John Curry. The Curry. Yeah, whatever the yeah, Curry John kid's Curry. name is. Right, John Curry. John Curry. Yeah, yeah. He went and fought in World War II. And during World War II, he became a fucking like famous artist. Like legit, you can look it up. He's got famous art. He's became a rich man. Like these guys' lives got better after they murdered this fucking guy. So after a little they got rid jail. of the hex, went out to live a fulfilling life. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Just, right? Like, and their family members maintain that they were hexed. They were cursed. It's possible. I, I'm, not denying, fucking, I'm not denying the hex. I'm not denying the curse. Oh, I'm telling you boys, it's real. I'm gonna. Bu- I bet you all three of those guys bald as fuck. So the most hexed house, <laughs> super hexed, <in> America. <laughs> the most hexed house in America, maybe the most hexed house in the world. Yes, yes, perhaps, probably. Yeah. I've never heard of another hexed house. <laughs> this is the first ca- for Spooktober. You got the most. No, there is another hex house. I'm sure, there's there more, is. but we haven't I'm, we haven't got to them yet. And when I fucked up, I was October. I was watching yeah. a YouTube video about another Hexed House. I was like, this doesn't sound like Next that. year on Spooktober, Hexed Houses, an even more haunted house. <laughs> even the, the more, yeah. more hexed, hexed, hexed housed. The most hexedest yeah. house. Yeah, maybe we'll go over the, the pond for the next house. house. <laughs> yeah. It is strange. I mean, yeah, it's an all wood house, super dry wood. How it doesn't go up. 
I I can so yeah, I can see 100%. it. I can see it if it's you know there is was some well built houses back in the day, and it really depended on who built your is house. That the kitchen though, I would imagine like the kitchen would be a little bit more prior proof than. It's not, well, like I mean, it's know, just, there's every, no, no. everything. Wood frame? Wait, wood frame house? Fuck it. Well, no, a wood frame house on. with wood walls, yes, but if it's plaster walls and plaster ceiling, maybe not. Not plus. Hmm. That's what I mean. If you wanted to burn the house down, you should have multiple spots. You could have tried, tried harder. You could have broke a window. You could have lit the attic. You could have you could have done a lot of stuff. You just try to burn yeah, them in, just, in they, the middle of the room. Or you could have just cut a fucking piece of this guy's hair and ran away. You have to kill him, you crazy bastards. Like, come on. Well, unless, like, Kate, okay, so they said they found the grimoire there? No, they did. They ne- It's never been recovered. Unless they did find it, they it's just never never it. And never told okay, anyone. So maybe they took it with them. Let, let's let's say this. Maybe they killed him because maybe their, their suspicions, once they beat him, they're like, where is it? Give it to us. And he finally gave it up. They opened it or whatever. And, and maybe there was their names in the book, right? And they're like, this would that, or maybe there was something that they're like, you, you did this, you did this to us. Here's the thing, and then though, they killed like, them. If it, like, if let's say, yes, okay, okay, the book did exist. They found it. That's why they killed them. If yeah. this, if these hexes are real and this book was real, these guys are supposed to be fucking. He's the supposed to be invincible. Real. The book is but real. He, he's supposed to be invincible. Then no harm was supposed to come to him like that from enemies. Yeah, well, exactly. Maybe, maybe and he was murdered. Maybe he had a fake book. Maybe, well, maybe, or maybe yeah. they had a more powerful, like anti knockoff version. They had a, such a. Pe- it's the new. It's the New Testament uh, of the Longfellow. No, no, deeds no. He, they had hardcover. He had paperback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I dude, I, mm. I'll read paperback nine times out of ten. I hate hardcover. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to fold. But I'm saying, if you, if you want a more powerful yeah, book, hard, you got to like, go hardcover. Hardcover looks nice on the shelf. Oh fuck it! I give all my books away anyway. Is Theirs was bound. What's it? What's it called when you bound a book? And Anthro- was it anthropodermic bibliopegy? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what the they one. had. That there. sounds amazing. I can remember Techie? that right now. What the fuck <laughs> you talking about? Yeah, you really recalled that. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I've had well, it's taken up a new hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to take a couple photos of you, and you can leave. <laughs> That's some nice skin you got there. Mm. <laughs> Real smooth. Mm. Should cure nicely. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> cover my Dr. Zeus perfectly. Uh, <laughs> this has been the exact fit for my Mary Shelley first edition. <laughs> if you or your family think they're, they're hexed, make sure to reach out to Alien Theorist Theorizing. We'll be sure. <laughs> yeah, buy the audiobook. <laughs> buy, buy the book. <laughs> Well, yeah, don't reach out to us. We we just claimed at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, that we're we are all hexed. fucked. We're hexed. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That kid's sickly to begin with. John you was a sickly kid. They couldn't fix him. Has been hexed. <laughs> Please reach out. You may be entitled to compensation. Weird. It's a weird, weird story. Spooktober. If you've ever the been books. there, let us know. Let us know if you've been there. Let us know if you get a weird feeling. Anyone from uh, the Pennsylvania region, uh, let us know. Yeah, or we if you know, know if, if, if you know a powwower, if you know somebody who's a yeah. is a, a hexenry, hexenry, you know, practitioner, that'd be cool to to, to check out. Just to, like I see a couple. <laughs> it's like their shops and stuff. I I'm sure it still survives to this day. Like that that kind of uh, stuff is still fun to look into. Uh, we might actually have to. There is a, there is a very deep. Uh, well of of cultural 
like a lot of cultural stuff to go into if we ever get into that at some point. <laughs> yeah, like, like the Belschnickel and Strulpeter. All right, I got this. <clears throat> what the fuck is this? That's a weird interference. Mm-hmm. What's that? St- static? What, what is this? The following announcement has been paid for by Alien Theorist Illuminati. Fantastic. The ATI are back. God damn it. (laughs) That's me. That's you. when this releases they're smart they're smart for patreon at least you spelled my name wrong though wow <laughs> fuck it didn't spell it correctly R-A-I-G this is gonna haunt my nightmares <laughs> I like it it's fucking awesome Reminds me of Power Thirst. <laughs> this is. Oh, nice. I'm insane. I know. How you doing, everybody? It's not over. Galanti, is there is there more? The original Bad Boys of Hockey, the Danny. Oh shit! A special special birthday shout out to <laughs> one of British Columbia's uh, favorite sons, the number one catio maker in the world, Braden. Happy birthday, <laughs> brother! I know you're hanging out with Zell, Dan, and Andrew. <laughs> we're having a great birthday, man. Wishing you a um, blessed day, blessed year ahead. Make sure you have a slice of cake or a scoop of ice cream for me. Um, really appreciate the love and support. I know you enjoyed the Trashers documentary. You did a <laughs> podcast on it. That's super dope. You got to email me the podcast. I love to listen to it, man. Uh, dbtrashers at gmail.com. And uh, I, you got a baby on the way. So I know Western Canada is the toughest of the tough, you know, when it comes to, especially when it comes to hockey. So, you know, you need a tough name. So if it's a boy, I'm thinking like, I don't know, maybe the Trashers mascot, Scrappy. Or Rocky, or uh, for a girl maybe Roxy, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's listen, gonna man, be a, yeah you, top you of list now. Of, uh, good things coming your way. <laughs> I just had my first son uh, two weeks ago, uh, little Dominic. So uh, it's it's an amazing feeling. I don't know if this is your first child or not, but it's such an amazing feeling to be a dad. All right, AJ, and, um, this isn't about you. You know how much <laughs> look up to you. So definitely keep doing your thing, Braden. Keep building those cat patios and uh, listen. Wrestling, uh, huge wrestling fan. I've been involved. Um, I've been involved in uh, NXT the past few months. So definitely check out NXT. Um, I'm kind of managing Tony D'Angelo, and uh, yeah, most definitely, guys. Um, Braden, God bless, man. Happy, happy birthday. Shout out Zell, Dan, and Andrew. And uh, hey, have a great day. 
And um, all the best. Thank you for the support. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. His name is Scrappy, whether it's, it's a boy or a girl. Absolutely. I think it's a gender anytime neutral Anytime they hear the word amazing, and anytime they hear the word man in the next few minutes. Special happy birthday shout out, and this going on to a very special man, a long time fan of mine. Got a heart of gold. This going out to Braden, and this is coming courtesy of all your buddies. Everybody's thinking about you, and they just want to congratulate you on the new baby, Egbert. And everyone's just so happy for you because everybody knows, Braden, that you're an amazing man and you're going to do great things. And you're going to be an amazing father. And everyone just thinks the world of you because you prove every single day when it comes to being a man that you are the excellence of execution in everything you do. And all the love, all the sacrifice, all the dedication and the hard work that you put into being the amazing man that you are never goes unnoticed and never goes unappreciated by your friends. Everyone knows Scott what a very special man you. you are. That's what I was thinking too. And it's a shame because I met him. Sorry, I obviously didn't. I know you're a big fan of mine, and I thank you so much for always being in my corner, always cheering me on, always just being there for me. But just know, Braden, that everyone's there for you, and they just want you to have a fantastic birthday because you're an amazing guy. And don't ever change. Just know the way you always, the way you live your life and the way you carry yourself as a man that you prove time in and time out that you are, without a doubt, the best there is, the best there was. And the best ever will Take the time this year to pat yourself on the back. That's so this fucking. This is everything I wanted to hear from my father. Stay cool, <laughs> safe. Keep on rocking, and God bless. Guess what, everybody? Today is Braden's birthday. Boom! Yeah, that's awesome, man. Braden's birthday. For Braden's very oh, own. Oh shit! That was awesome. Song. That was cool. Happy Not over. I fucking love Braden. Oh my god, there's more. <laughs> Fat Brain Productions. <laughs> That's it. Oh, that was oh, awesome. That was, good stuff. that was cool. I was not Dude, expecting that. Man. A tear to my eye. The hit man. That was fucking wicked. Though. Well, thank you, ATI. That ATI was, uh, for the win. It's very touching. I was not expecting that. Brought a tear to my eye. I was not expecting that. I was in his corner all the time. You're in a sharpshooter of emotions. That was about <laughs> where all the fucking truth ended. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. All the rest of the stuff was just, you know. <laughs> must have been reading a script for the rest, but yeah. that part hit me. Fuck, that was cool. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. That was, that was amazing. I'm going to put that as a ringtone and listen to it all the time. <laughs> listen to it every night before I go to sleep. Every time you call Brain, that's gonna, it's going to be a six-minute ringtone. You'll never yeah. get to talk to him. He's going to make everyone listen. listen that's around. Brayden! <laughs> hey, Brayden, it's Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> there you go. Almost done. Right, one, one second. Yeah. One second. He's about to tell me how amazing I am. We'll let it ring twice. <laughs> Some people like, you know, what? what is it when you wake up and you do your daily affirmations? Mine's going to be just listening to Bret Hart tell me how amazing I am. <laughs> instead of instead of the sun salutations. Hey, not many people can best that. I don't know. Hey, every morning I'm going to be like, yeah, you know what, Bret? I am amazing. I am amazing. Thanks, Bret. Thanks, Bret. 
pat on the Appreciate back. it. I'm the excellence yeah. of execution. Yeah. All the amazing things I do. You know what? I am. Yeah, I am doing amazing things, Brett. Thank, thank you, you, Brett. Appreciate uh, it. Thank you, everyone. That was. Uh, that was awesome. Very nice. Very thoughtful. Fuck yeah, I loved it. All right, mm-hmm. and this week's theory of the week sent me. Uh, well, is that de- Brett Hart? It's <laughs> Brett Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Are you even kidding Forget me? This. Yeah. Forget this. Someone sent me. If you're watching the live stream, you're going to see it. If not, I'm going to put. We're going to post a picture of it on socials. Someone sent this anonymously. I don't know who sent it. All, it's really cool. It was. Just, it was from. Oh, the only thing it said was from like the canvas printer. But obviously, someone made this, sent it to a printer to get it shipped here because it's very unique and one of a kind. Right. Wow, that's fucking awesome. So if you're, it is if you super watch cool. It, what a fucking watching, rad glory hole painting. Yeah, there's, there's, a nice, <laughs> there's a nice glory hole right here, about, <laughs> right under the guy who play, is playing drums. It looks like a drum, but it's actually a hole. Hey, yeah. Brett, Brett built me up. You guys got to tear me but, down, eh? Yeah. But you absolutely. know what? And did you see this on the side? Uh, Nova? Over here? I can't see. It's so big. Look how big this thing is. It's a, it's, a, it's a really large art piece. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. That's impressive. That's really anyway, yeah, we're mostly audio media, but yeah, people can't see it. But it's like it is a great awesome. of Zell. It's my band. band. The he even he did a couple of monkeys. So if you know, if you ever watch the band live, our singer wears this bowler cap and wears red pants often, and so it's a it's a definitely yeah. custom super clockwork orange. Oh, big time! Great. So whoever sent that, please let me know. <laughs> that's fucking cool. Yeah. I don't have any space to put it, so I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with it. It's that somewhere. big. It's going to go on the roof, I think, right above me. Yeah. Yeah. Standing yeah. Up yeah. Top here. So you can look up. That's a good size. But anyways, whoever, <laughs> whoever above your random bed. canvas person, you are this week's theorite of the week. So let me, mm. let me know who you are. Tied with Bret Hart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's awesome. All right. And if you're not supporting the show, why not? Why aren't you supporting Listen. the show? Yeah, fuck it. Listen, we don't even care anymore. We don't care about the bonus stuff. We don't care about anything. Support the show because we need hair. We need hair. Right? The four of us want thick, luscious hair. There's no way we're going to be able to afford it unless you go to (laughs) patreon.com slash Ian and Theorist podcast and donate to the show so we can make enough money so we can go to Gobeki Toupee and get some hair plugs. It's not even about that. Help us help you. I know you're sick of looking at four ugly fucking hideous bald chuds. Yeah. Set up's got some flow. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It, it. It's it. Yeah, it's for everyone. Yeah, it benefits everybody. Yeah. <laughs> really. It's an investment, really, and the returns yeah. are us not looking and like listen, hideous. I'll I'll yes. tell you what, because if you want, hey, listen, if you want a perfect example of why you should support, because I'll tell you right now, because we just got a month pledge by our Lord and Savior Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. All right, yeah. fucking Jesus. It, says, it does say Jesus. <laughs> it says Jesus. Not only yeah. Jesus, we got Jake the Snake. Oh, I could be any Jesus. We got a full year pledge from Art by Cassandra. Oh, yeah. We got a month pledge from Decurger2525. Tom Oonts, 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 Oonts. Uh, we got Gato Padre, Emily Davidson, and Michael Dan. Can you even call yourself a Christian at this point in time if you're not supporting our show? Absolutely not. Stop giving your money to church. Give it to us. Oh, it could be any Jesus. Praise. Is it Jesus of Nazareth? Whatever. Je- be like, yeah, okay. It's the- Whatever your version of Jesus is. Be- 
pledge for us. He loves the show. He loves yeah. it. He loves us. We got a full year pledge by Lost 687. Ding. Anthony Lisp. It's Uncle Slam's friend. He's stuck with us for Uncle Slam's year. good friend. War Fury. Rodolfo Monaco. Drew the Defiler. Pretty sure he's also a, a vampire. Reese Rich. Dallas Horny. Has to be. No, it has to be a horny. It has to be Dallas Horny. Brandon Dempsey. And the full year top tier pledge by none other than. Kluker Tattoos. Thank you very much for supporting the show. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Yeah. We're sure worthy of those plugs if you get yeah, on the Patreon. If you get on the Patreon. AlienDearest.com. Yeah. Find the merch, find the Patreon, find it all. Yeah. We appreciate it. And as we say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. Peace. See you in the afternoon. <laughs>